0: Are you one of the 1.5 million Georgians without health insurance? Visit GeorgiaAccess.gov to connect with the resources to find affordable private and public health care options. You may be eligible for financial assistance programs, including Medicaid and peach care for kids. Even healthy people need coverage. An unexpected medical emergency can hurt you and your wallet. Open enrollment for health insurance plans ends January 15th, so don't wait. Visit GeorgiaAccess.gov today. Hi, and welcome to the Full Spectrum Holistic Podcast, Season 1, Episode 2. And if you've been here before, welcome back. <laughs> Life has been really full lately. Then again, when is it not? Uh, my wife is presently up in Wisconsin, visiting with her mother, seeing our older son and his wife, and the grandkids on that side of the family Ellie, Wyatt, and Logan. So I'm here all alone with Sugar, the three legged wonder chihuahua, for a few days. Both she and I miss seeing Laura, and will be really glad when she comes winging back down to Georgia uh, from the cool Midwest in a few days. Well, I say, all alone, but that's not really true. Uh, My wife and I are also the part-time caregivers for my elderly father, who lives in a small ADU, accessory dwelling unit, beside our home. Since he sold his acreage and his large, oh, much too much to take care of home. So I get to spend time with Dad and make sure everything is copacetic with him. By the way, if anyone out there has a good, solid, indisputable idea of the origin of the word copacetic, let me know. I'm really curious. Uh, Well, sorry for going off on a sidetrack there. Let's get to the gist of the topic. And today's topic is curing versus healing. Now, Sometimes people ask me, Hey, does energy therapy, in other words, Reiki or tapping or sound therapy or whatever, will it cure or heal your, insert your illness of choice here? I usually take a deep breath and try to figure out how to address the difference between curing and healing. Unfortunately, because most people want a short, simple answer, Uh, A few folks think I'm trying to deceive them by playing fast and loose with semantics. But the truth is there really is a difference between curing and healing. You can be cured without being healed, and you can heal without being cured. But first, let's really determine what these two terms mean. Okay, what is curing? Curing a person means the restoration of that person to full health. They've been afflicted with a disease or other disorder. And also curing someone usually refers to a disease or illness, syndrome or some other condition rather than an injury uh, such as a broken leg or gunshot. Also curing is a, an external process meaning that something from outside the individual performs the curative process. So. If a person had, say, oh, I don't know, a staph infection, and that person's physician gave him or her a course of antibiotics that cleared up that infection, is totally gone, then the antibiotic would have been what cured the individual. An outside agency of some sort, in other words, in this case, the antibiotic, was necessary to affect the cure. So, how is that different from healing? Well, let's check the Medical Dictionary. The Medical Dictionary, let's see here, says healing is, quote, the process of returning to health, the restoration of structure and function of injured or diseased tissues. The healing processes include blood clotting, tissue mending, scarring, and bone healing. The National Institute of Health further defines healing as, quote, The process of bringing together aspects of one's self body mind spirit at deeper levels of inner knowing leading toward integration and balance with each aspect having equal importance and value okay so healing is related to curing of course and sometimes the two terms are confused and or misused but there are important things you should remember about healing that will help you to understand that they are not the same thing. First of all, no one outside ourselves can heal us. We do that for ourselves. Healing is a natural, internal process. That means we heal ourselves, working along with nature. Our bodies heal themselves, our minds heal themselves. Something or someone may help us to heal, but ultimately we heal ourselves. Now, that sort of thing may sound odd coming from someone like me, an energy therapist. And there have been many times in the past when I have called myself an energy healer. But it always gave me the heebie-jeebies to do that because, really, I don't heal. I don't heal anyone or anything except myself. I help people to heal themselves by helping balance the energies in their bodies clear up energy blockages, and teach them ways to center themselves. Now, I don't care who's helping you with your health issues, whether it's a chiropractor, surgeon, MD, dentist, acupuncturist, Reiki practitioner, psychiatrist, it does not matter. None of these people can heal you. And if one of them says they can heal you, you need to walk warily and keep a tight grip on your wallet. Many people can help us heal. A surgeon may remove a damaged organ, and then the body is able to focus on healing the wound. A dentist might remove uh, an abscessed tooth that's poisoning me, but it's my body that heals the removal wound and filters the toxins from the blood and allows that wound to heal. In every case, it is the body that does the healing. Now, as I said, there is a difference between curing and healing. So further, even after something outside our cells may affect a cure, often there is a need for healing of some sort. So let's talk about that. Perhaps someone is a cancer sufferer. Let's say that the individual is given radiation therapy or chemotherapy that effectively kills all the cancer cells and the patient is declared to be cancer-free by their oncologist, and that is fantastic. That's great. They are then cured of their cancer. But for many people, such therapies are godsends that unfortunately carry their own burdens of problems. The side effects of radiation therapy or chemotherapy are many and varied and can be debilitating and discouraging depending on a person's reactions to the therapy and the side effects. Uh, He or she may need ongoing medical treatment during the cancer therapy process. They might even need counseling. The very fact that a person is living with a potentially life-threatening, deadly disease can cause its own uh, form of emotional damage. Now, let's take that a little bit further the family of someone who is afflicted with a terrible illness is also affected by that illness. I have seen the look in the eyes of someone whose parent or spouse is dying, whether from Alzheimer's, alcoholism, a brain tumor. The look is that of someone who is hurting and powerless, even if they are not the one afflicted directly with the illness. I know this because I watched my father, and my mother as my mother died from a prolonged and debilitating illness. And the thing is, the family also needs healing, even if they themselves do not have a disease. Even if a person has been cured of some injury, condition, or disease of some kind, There can be ongoing effects on that individual, and those effects often need healing too. It doesn't have to be a reaction to the medication or treatment, such as the chemotherapy or the radiation therapy. It doesn't even have to be a disease or illness of any kind. Now, okay, obviously, I have never been pregnant, but I have children, and I know the stress that a pregnancy can put on the expectant mother. No one would call that a disease or an illness, but giving birth can produce trauma of its own. Postpartum depression is a real thing. There is no cure for it, but healing can and does take place with support and help for the new mother. Now I want to talk about something that I've kind of, I don't know, danced around a little bit, Something that most people don't want to acknowledge or even think about, despite the fact that it is obvious, and that's this. Sometimes a cure simply isn't possible for whatever reason, but even with that, the individual can heal. Now, let me explain that. For some things, whether injury, disease, or condition, there simply is no cure. An individual may lose a limb, and although a prosthesis can be attached to the body, that's not really a cure. There may be a catastrophic injury to the spinal cord that a surgeon cannot repair. Or an individual may experience a disease for which there is no known cure at this time. Alzheimer's, HIV-AIDS, Huntington's disease, multiple sclerosis. In such cases... Whether it's injury or illness, medical science is limited to providing supportive and palliative care. In other words, physicians they can provide help in controlling pain. They may provide mechanical help, such as a prosthesis or other body adjuncts, special equipment to help the person survive from day to day. But it's not a cure. Now modern medical science is also acknowledging that emotional psychological and spiritual support can help deal with the effects of such injuries or diseases, even though they cannot cure. Healing, as the National Institute of Health said, involves working with the body, the mind, and the spirit to help bring integration and balance. We humans do not like to face the idea that we cannot overcome any obstacle. When we face some physical disability that threatens to limit our activities, often we react with anger and despair. When we view some disease or condition as a death sentence, it is very easy to simply give up on life. This is where healing comes in. Even when an injury seems devastating and permanent, when a disease or illness is inexorably pulling us toward the grave, we can find peace within ourselves. Now understand, I'm not talking about finding religion or finding God or anything like that. I simply mean finding peace within ourselves, whatever path that takes. This is a healing that transcends any pills or surgery or medical appliance. I have seen it, and in my experience, those people who have healed without being cured I'm much more balanced and at peace than anyone who has been cured without healing. Now, right now, I don't want anyone to get the idea that I am condemning conventional allopathic medicine. Man, I have had to make use of it all too many times myself in the past. And so I don't discount the value of a good physician or surgeon or nurse. My wife is a retired career RN although she is also trained and attuned as a Reiki practitioner. When I was a kid, my parents and I were in a terrible car accident. It was really, really bad. My face was cut up pretty severely. I had a big hole all the way through my cheek. Uh, My hip was broken, and I was in traction for six weeks. And uh, I was treated by fine doctors and nurses during that hospital stay. I was in a wheelchair for a while and got up on crutches. I was really small, five years old. But although I had all these doctors and nurses who were working to help me, it was my body that was doing the healing. My body worked hard doing all that was necessary to get me back to 100%, or as close as I could get to 100%, whether it was... Recreating cells, bone cells, skin cells, blood cells, fighting inflammation, or whatever else was necessary. All the actual healing was done by my body, working in close cooperation with nature, and assisted by those fine physicians and nurses. Now, maybe it seems like, oh, I don't know, I'm splitting hairs, but I don't think so because words set up expectations for us and using the wrong words can create suspicion or disappointment. So if someone asks me, hey, can Reiki cure cancer? I'm going to have to say, no, I'm sorry. It does not directly cure or heal cancer. However, I know from my own experience with my own clients that Reiki can help a cancer patient deal with the effects of chemotherapy or radiation therapy. It can also speed the healing process. And studies have shown that people heal faster, more easily, when they are relaxed and free from anxiety or stress. And Reiki is well known as a relaxation technique and stress reliever. For that matter, so is meditation. So by that, I know that energy therapies such as Reiki Or meditation can help someone who's fighting cancer to have a better chance at winning the battle. I know that EFT, EFT, emotional freedom technique, or tapping, can help overcome long-standing problems such as PTSD, phobias, limiting beliefs, insomnia, addictions, all sorts of things, even physical ailments. But it's the body doing the healing. Meditation, though many consider it strictly a spiritual practice, is used by religious people, people who consider themselves to be only spiritual. It's used by agnostics and atheists as a health practice that reduces stress and has positive effects that include reducing blood pressure, reducing the risk of heart attack and stroke, and other health-related issues. Sound therapy, whether we're talking about listening to pleasant music Tibetan singing bowls, being treated with tuning fork therapy, or even chanting, has been shown to calm and reduce stress. And again, a person who is less stressed will heal faster and easier. Now, some people have said to me, oh, energy therapy is just a placebo. However, there have been blind studies that have shown that Reiki and other forms of energy therapy have aided in the healing process of human beings. And further, Reiki has been used to help horses, dogs, cats, and other animals. The animals have no way of thinking that they should allow any form of energy therapy to affect them as a sugar pill might affect a human being. They can't be in on it, you know. So it's kind of silly to think it's a placebo when it works with animals, too. Possibly there may be some other energy therapists who are out there listening to this podcast, and there may be some of those who disagree with me. There are some who have convinced themselves and others that they are the ones who do the healing as energy therapists. that They are energy healers. And I suppose if they want to use that title, that's completely up to them. But I stand by what I say. Our bodies, working with nature, heal themselves. I would like to thank you for dropping by and giving a listen. I hope you found something stimulating and interesting to think about in the podcast and I trust you will return again. It would be truly awesome if you would subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to listen too. Until you return, stay safe and have a peaceful day. Namaste. Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, It's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl.